Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast, presented to you by Justice Dental, with two locations in Lexington: one on Wellington Way, the other on Blazer. Justice Dental is your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. Give them a call today at 859-543-0700 or visit them online justicedental.com. You know why I like Justin De- Justice Dental? Why do you like Early Justin this Dental? morning, when I first woke up, I have a text message from Dr. Thompson. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, something's gone wrong. Yeah. i got to come in. Even though these are my teeth and my mouth, something's gone wrong. I have to get there. Mm-hmm. No, just a screenshot of him playing Grove Street while dropping his children off at school. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So, uh, my man at Justice Dental is, is riding high off this 4-0 and ready got, for Florida. I got this this morning. Man, I already have goosebumps for this Saturday. See? Oh, man. See, you want to go to a dentist that cares about Kentucky football as much as you. I agree. Justice Dental. That should be their slogan. That, that, I'm sold. Science it's a party. Delivered. It's a party. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's going to be a party in your mouth when you go to Justice Dental. Mm-hmm. Just like it's going to be a party Saturday at Kroger Field when the Cats host the Florida Gators – for a prime time matchup. I'm Nick Roush. He's Freddie Magger. There's Drew Franklin and Charles Walker. Before we get to the game about Florida, we got to talk about Saturday's win over South Carolina. And, man, love beating that team. That stupid chicken, the sandstorm. Was it loud? Who, who would know? <laughs> they, 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 they broadcasted it from uh, South, Southland Christian Church, sounded like. Before the service, <laughs> <laughs> that really, I didn't think I didn't think we'd go here to start, but that really did take away from the game watch experience. Especially if I'm a South Carolina fan, I'd yeah. be angry. If I was a Kentucky fan and we have a huge game at Kroger Field and I'm at home watching, yeah, and it sounds like you could hear a pin drop in there, which I'm sure wasn't the case. It was just the broadcast was fumbled. I'd be pretty bummed. Yeah, if I'm a South Carolina fan, there's several things I'm not happy <laughs> with today, but yeah, that would be one of them. Ooh. Let's just put ourselves in their shoes for a little bit, shall we? Mm-hmm. If I'm a South Carolina fan, what am I most angry about? Uh, coaching. Fourth downs. <laughs> Stoops routed Shane Beamer as a head coach. Brad White took Little Satterfield to task. I mean, that was, that was about like me in the ring with Mr. Pictacular. I mean, th- that much of a mismatch with Brad White and Satterfield. So, completely agree. I, I – you know, the Shane train is, is exciting. They tweet awesome. They have loud crowds. But I'm not sold as after Saturday because that was a – I mean, the, the coaching advantage Kentucky had over South Carolina was significant. That, that's my biggest takeaway. The thing that would make me the maddest, Drew, is how exasperated Beamer always looks. Like, he's like this 
he, he he's me watching the court, like the the final drive, watching the television, like by myself, pacing and like nervous, biting my <laughs> fingers. That's him on the sideline. He's supposed to be the composed guy, reading his team to a come from behind victory, and he's over there just like sweating and gasping. He's got his hands <laughs> on his knees and his hand on his forehead. In the post game press conference, he looks disheveled. Like, absolutely wrecked, and it's like, well, that doesn't exactly <laughs> scream composed, calm, cool, and collected. Well, yeah, you're exactly right. Of all the people in this equation, he is supposed to be the most composed and calm and leading his team, and you're right. Like, looking at TV, I'm thinking that's a guy that's got South Carolina plus five out in the parking lot with a boogie <laughs> staring at him. Like, he, was, he was having a rough night. Oh, man. They got the guy, like the henchman with the little bat next to him. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll be honest, though. When he got hired, and who knows, you know, it's one game or it's been a couple games. We'll see what happens with him. But I saw the name. I saw a young guy. You think about, you know, like a, I don't know, this terrible example, but like a Kyle Shanahan, these young guys lighting up NFL and different coaches. I'm thinking, man, Shane Beaver might work out and just be this big dynasty there. I'm a little worried about it. Right now, not that worried after seeing one game against Kentucky. Well, and then after his interview against Georgia, I guess two weeks ago now, and they asked about Georgia's defense. And, of course, everyone knows Georgia's defense is historically awesome and most recently ridiculously awesome. Yeah, but he just made a comment, you know. I mean, look, they got a bunch of five stars. Like, what What do you want me to do? <laughs> Pretty much exactly like yeah. that. Well, you're a head coach. You never state that. Yeah. I mean, what? So does everybody else. It's, in exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you just say, yeah, they're a great, you know, they're great defense. These guys, I mean, but the fact that, well, I mean, yeah, they're five stars. He was scared to death. Yeah. He was scared to death of a five star. If so he had sat down in an interview to be hired at South Carolina and told the AD, what do you want me to do? They got all these five stars. I don't know that they would have hired you. I, I agree. <laughs> I think the fact that Kentucky went minus three in the turnover margin. God. Uh, when is it going to end, you and, all? And put two more on, on the turf. The day that and, they start catching punts. And still won the football game in that kind of environment. Uh, and I hate to go back to it. I mean, it, it, it was a coaching mismatch, and Kentucky took advantage of that. Mark Stoops, the veteran, didn't panic, kicked the field goal. Yeah. South Carolina didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. South Carolina didn't get Doty on the edge, which was widely successful there in the opening drive. Didn't go – and how you're not involving Kevin Harris, it's baffling. But Mark Stoops, also the veteran, went back to Chris Rodriguez when the game was on the line, even after putting the football on the turf for a couple of times. That's a veteran head coaching move. And I thought that really just defined the game. And, and the defense dominated Brad White. God, they did. It, it's such a good defensive court. And we said that the whole time. We were concerned about personnel because of the lost players to the draft. Yeah. But, man, he dialed up a beauty. And, and well, those defensive linemen, Ox played great. The edge was awesome. Ox earned a starting role yes, this week because yes. of how he played. Jalen Geiger and then – Geiger played Drew, really we talked well. about DeAndre Square in the pregame show mm-hmm. needing to up his production. He did that defensive <laughs> lights out. I think the the biggest thing that they had struggled to up until this point was, uh, you said it last week, Freddie, getting off the field on third down yeah. and their red zone defense. Yeah. So three of 12 on third downs and yeah. then 0 for 3 on fourth down. South 20%. Carolina last, South Carolina was 20% on third and fourth down. So that that's that's getting it done defensively. Yeah, and they got home on a couple of dialed up blitzes. Well, one of them wasn't a dialed up blitz. They just forgot to block JJ Weaver. Yeah, so thank you, South Carolina left tackle, for just letting Kentucky's a, best pass rusher run free to the quarterback. That was definitely think, a free one. I for think the that stats. has to do with the scheme and you know different showings and making the O line call. I mean, this rarely ever does someone just 
not block. It's, I think it was yeah. scot free, but does that have to do with watching film and thinking, are they going to do this? We got to call this. We're sliding right, and then instead, one guy slides left, etc. I mean, I think that has to play oh, I'm some sh- sort of. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's here. also like hilarious that twice this year, JJ Weaver has just come in scot free. Yeah, whatever that play is, I keep like doing it. I like the don't block JJ <laughs> Weaver play. Mm-hmm. Like let's Brad White keep calling that play. Uh, I will also like the cornerback blitz and. They went to it on that third down against Missouri, and he didn't make the play. I think Weaver did um, on that tackle for loss, but it it caused enough disruption to make that tackle for loss. And then, man, you want to talk about a finesse. I mean, that guy from South Carolina, that running back, he was just all – he blocked the hell out of that air on that play. I tell you what, <laughs> Carrington Valentine made him miss so badly, he gets the sack to – turn a third and 16 into fourth and 37 and they've got a punt they couldn't go for it in that case drew but valentine played big jalen geiger played big the kid from columbia so love to see that even though we talk about all these old guys the young guys are still out there making plays in big moments definitely and i'm not a, a carrington valentine hater or anything by any means but i've been critical of him and really just the cornerbacks not really critical just worried about that position and I'll be honest, I had uh, the under of Carrington Valentine sacks at you know <laughs> zero point five this season. Yep. So it was great to see him get one. Uh, I thought he played a great game. And you, like you said with Geiger, that's a guy who picked Kentucky over South Carolina, coming from Columbia. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you worry about those homecoming games; it can be too much, especially for someone who doesn't play very right, often or, right. or is new and inexperienced. And he had a great game right there in front of the home crowd. And, and he's been asked to do a lot yeah. more too, Freddie. Like we, we, he, we weren't. He wasn't on our radar. He was the guy that like Yusuf Corker would say. Hey, this Jalen Geiger, he's pretty yeah. good too. And ever since, uh, you know, the, we, we've got the absences with Vito, Drew Phillips, and others, they've had to ask more yeah. from Geiger, and he's I, responded to I the call. I kept hearing about Jalen Geiger in the preseason uh, from a lot of people, and, and he has proven to be as expected. Uh, his dad's retired Army right there from Fort Jackson in, in, mm-hmm. in Columbia, he's South Carolina. Yeah. But I, I always talk about up the middle, just like baseball. Defensively, you have to be strong up the middle. I think three seniors we need to talk about. Drew's guy, Bully McCall, only had two tackles, but he was oh, disruptive. He was his across QB the line hit of though was beautiful. Yes. I've watched it fifty times. Quarterback <laughs> pressure. That guy, that guy, he's buried. He's yeah. buried in Williams Bryce yeah. Stadium now. I thought he played really well. DeAndre Square at, at Mike, and then Yusuf Corker didn't really show up huge in the stat sheet, but he leads the nation or the SEC, I may be the nation. It's in uh, pass, 14th in the nation. Yeah, yeah, leads the SEC and passes defended. So uh, just up the middle strength there, that, that edge level, that, that flat area that was a concern. Uh, Devontae Robinson played well. Jalen Geiger played well. The cornerback supported and run defense. Saw Cedric Dort come up, make a couple of tackles. Defensively, it was just lights out from start to finish. I feel like that whole side of the ball, and I'm guilty of this too, we all focus on the fumbles and turnovers so much. Yeah. And how the offense, I mean, they were fine. But the conversation should be how good the defense was. I mean, yeah. we worry about the turnovers, yeah. but the, I mean, with the turnovers came great defense. Yeah, It really – all of the wins that Stoops has had down in that stadium aren't so different than one another. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as much as people remember Steven Johnson sticking his tongue out, I like to go back to the fourth down stops, Boogie Watson at the goal line. I, I think South Carolina was one and – for two on fourth downs in that game. It was getting big stops defensively. No offense to you, Chuck, but 
in those wins, there was a lot of big defensive plays. Denzel Ware with the scoop and score uh, coming up big Chris in short yards situations. Chris Westry made a big play in, yeah. in that first win down there. Do you remember that time that uh, the one dude tried to jump over him? Hurst? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hurst. yeah Hurst. Is, he, is he with the Falcons? Uh, he's still in the league. Yeah, I'm not sure is. if it's with the Falcons. But yeah, he's but still he tried to jump over Westry and he just slammed him to the ground. But I, I love that they've all been these kind of demoralizing just – we're going to just grind you to bits and pieces. Uh, and Yeah, you're not out there flea for, flickering them and trick plays. I mean, it's just straight up hitting them in the mouth and yeah. beating them up each time. But the reality is South Carolina will be ranked ahead of Kentucky in preseason next year <laughs> and will get votes to be in the top 25. The media, the media love – Two to two teams, Iowa State and South Carolina. Oh, and they both lost this They're weekend. They're both in love with real, them. Real funny how that works. But I went to the well and, and called around the SEC with some of my contacts and, and some people in the media and some other people that are I think are credible in, in their opinions. And they're saying if Pete Golding – if Ole Miss hangs 100 on Bama and Pete Golding goes away in Tuscaloosa, there's two, two defensive coordinators are coming after. Brad White. Brad White and – uh, Missouri, and uh, not Missouri, Arkansas. Uh, mm. oh, uh, that's another Barry Odom. That's spread. Barry Odom. That spread's pretty high. I think it's like Arkansas 17 and plus 17 and a half against Georgia. I'll tell you right I, now, at 16 and a half, I, I'm taking Arkansas. Drew and I were discussing good. the game on the pre pre podcast, and <laughs> it's down to seven now, Drew. I just, that is, wow. a, that's a heck of a <laughs> hell of a scoop there from Mr. Maggard right there. Yeah. That's a. Uh, don't sleep on that. That's big-time scoop, folks. Something to keep an eye on because uh, those those coordinators don't hang around Nick Saban for too long. Yeah. Uh, Heck, didn't they come – they stole our coordinator of the future in uh, Derek Ainsley, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, sure that's did. a guy that wasn't our coordinator, but we, we all know that he yeah. was on the right path. Yeah, man. Good scoop there, Freddie. And, yeah, so uh, are we just – I don't want to get too sidetracked, but is that a – don't be an idiot. Like, don't fall for the Ole Miss hype. Oh, they look pretty good. I know. <laughs> pretty but, good to me, too. I know, but, like, it's like when – so, what did you say that line opened at in the sound of seven? Which like, one? The Ole Miss Alabama. Oh, I didn't say that. No, I was oh. talking no, he's about talking Troy. About, he's talking about Troy. South Carolina. Oh, oh, oh. He did a call back to apologies. a previous conversation. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I, Sorry, I, was, we got our, I thought uh, we were talking I'm pretty Ole sure Miss it's Alabama. 16 and a half. Is where I saw Here, it. Well, if only I a, had Bovada as my homepage. That's a game that I really want. Like you're, you're gonna want to cheer for Ole Miss, but there's also, and a half. but there's a part of you that's like, yeah, Alabama. Didn't they already have their scare though against Florida? Surely, <laughs> surely they're not. They're gonna take care of business against Ole Miss, right? Like, I don't know. Ole Miss can hang some points. Yeah. Yeah, this might be not an, to over, get, an over bet. Not to get scattered here, but our listeners missed a big point. Uh, Freddie, his call back there. Yes. Right before we hit record, my brain is still thrown off by this. Yes. Troy at South Carolina, seven points. Yes. Troy lost to Louisiana Monroe. Yes. Yes, which I yeah, I was shocked to hear. Uh, I, that Louisiana Monroe beat a football subdivision team okay. this year. And no, we're, uh, get, we're getting away from where we need to be. But that yeah. just, Absolutely shocked. Yeah. And All right. Put this well, way. But that was the same thing. South Carolina was only a three-point favorite over the Purple Pirates, and at one point were dogs. At least that was on the road. This is, this is in Sandstorm land, if Sandstorm still exists, if oh, we didn't bring it back with us. I love, I love how much the team this week embraced Sandstorm. It makes me so happy. Like, what did my boy Square say? It's a cool little tune. <laughs> like the way he, just the way he described it. Not it's, like, oh, it's a banger, awesome song. Yeah, it's a cool little tune. It's so emasculating. <laughs> they just, like, took their thing and said, oh. This is, I mean, even Luke Fortner, 
who, Luke Forner, he couldn't talk trash to the uh, – he, he's, he's, he's an old man. Yeah. 16th year senior. Hold on. His, scoop, scoop that again. His, his, Luke Forner is Larry Bird. He is sneaky <laughs> trash talker. I think that, I think Freddie's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. he is a. He, we might need to take a seat on this. He one. is a sneaky trash talker. His his, his Instagram caption was Siri, play Sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so smart, he uses words that nobody understands. Yeah, get, he's oh, one of those yeah. where you don't realize you're getting exactly. burned until afterwards. That was a negative exactly. instinctive play there by the uh, you know or something instead. Yeah. Of, yeah, there really is something to that being their song that they use to annoy people, and then. Not only do you, you know, get through it and win, you then just play it and keep it going. Like, no, we weren't annoyed at all. We weren't irritated. This is our song now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is just so great. And then Wandell running around with the flag after the game. That's See, the, the – no, uh, Number one. Sorry. Number oh, one. Number, yeah. sorry. Number yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> number one, I like the move to carry the flag around and, like, wave it by the fans. Uh, Josh Allen callback to that game at Papa Murphy's a few yeah. years back. I don't like the Baker Mayfield stab it. Agreed. Especially because, like, most fields you can't stab. Yeah. You know, like, you're not Chief Osceola over here. But I, I really like the, the the flag waving around move. And then to follow it up, to have number one get on the phone with your team's most prized visitor on campus that weekend. <laughs> I'm the captain now in this recruitment. This is what Vince Merrow <laughs> said uh, Saturday night. That, of all the things that happened Saturday, and I think Kentucky was already making good ground in Dane Key's recruitment, was just showing some passing. Like, in all seriousness, I, I don't know, but I know a little more because I, I know Ryan Lemon well. Dane Key really likes South Carolina. Yeah. And I think Saturday was really important, and I think that FaceTime was really important. <laughs> the fact that – Vince Merrow, in that moment of going 4-0 in the locker room, playing Sandstorm, probably chest-bumping Bully McCall, he thinks, nope, got to call Dane Key, <laughs> who is not in Lexington, who is not somewhere out in Columbia. He is in the same building, <laughs> just in a different room, oh. where the mood is a lot sadder. And very underrated in all this is Dane, Dane Key, Key answering. answering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A special guest of the University of South Carolina. <laughs> I'll be honest. Even I might have, I might have hit mute on that one. Like not now, Vince. You know I'm a. I met, and, and it was, it wasn't a phone call either. It was Facetime. Facetime. So mm. everybody in the room, like, like, also, how loud was that Facetime? Oh, <laughs> like, because you know, I mean, I'm not one who's Facetiming Vince Merrill a lot. I can't imagine Vince Merrill being a quiet man on the Facetime. Who else was in this room? Like, was Shane Beamer like sitting next to him, and he could just hear him? I mean. I like to think in my head that Shane Beamer's like, guys, take a knee. <laughs> Wasn't our night. Whose phone's on? <laughs> and Dane just picks it up and answers it right there in a quiet room where they're all somber and trying to figure and out how to bounce back. you just hear the sandstorm in the background yeah. that they're jamming in the locker room. Oh, that's a good one. Man, and it's um, to briefly set aside, going to be a big recruiting weekend. In oh, definitely. Yeah. The, uh, you know it's going to be a big one when on Sunday night and Monday morning kids are tweeting that they're – coming up for the Florida game. Yeah. You, you, you normally don't get that to like Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. No, yeah. they're uh, – it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one this Saturday in Lexington. And we do have split stadium, correct? Half white, half blue. Half white, half blue. Um, Let's not screw this up, so Big Blue Nation, please. He, here is, here's the one thing that they did screw up. Two things. Well, the, the biggest one, though, is they made the white section the Florida section. 
Florida is going to be wearing blue. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they'll have people wearing orange hats, and I'm sure there's some people wearing. Orange. But for the most part, blue is their primary color too. You make them blue too; they blend in a little better. I'm, not not doing that. I'm completely glad. with you. Hold on, real quick. I'm sorry. Number two, we have a blue white stadium chant. The way they have it, the side that yells white is wearing blue, and the side that wears blue is. I thought that's where you were going with yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, so know I, in both ways, I, I wish they had flipped it. But I'm not going to be a downer. I you, want this to work. You know There's what? a lot of people saying it's not going to work. I'm glad I'm they. Believer. I'm glad they said home and visiting side instead of north, south, east. Listen, I'm an army guy. I couldn't tell you what the north, south, east. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I could you, not. You failed your compass test. I mean, give me a compass and I can tell you. But I hate when they well on the southeast, western side what of. What besides the moss on and the rock? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, I can do all that, but I mean, I, you know, I've never had a compass on the fifty yard line getting an azimuth check. You know, <laughs> I, I'm with you when they're like, "Come to the north side." I'm like, I have no idea which direction you're telling me. Well, like when you're in the stadium. I'm I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna know which is north or south, but I, I hope it works out because. The blue-white chant is making a like – you could feel it in the Missouri game, how into it the fans – and, like, it's all about how much people want to get into it. And so, I hope everybody does get into it. I think part of the reason why they went blue on the home side is because they know that certain fans in certain seats are going to wear what they're going to wear no matter what's going to happen. They're going to wear their blue Columbia PFG and their oh. blue button-up. You mean fans in a different tax bracket? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. They're allowed to drink alcohol at the games. What's those. PFG? It's those uh, like Fisher shirts, shirts that are like – oh, Those are expensive? No, but that's just like the uniform. Oh, like yeah. that. Like that, that's like the – You'll see some other fans in the in the upper decks wear like t-shirts, okay. or you know maybe get the golf shirt. Yeah. But the like embroidered UK logo on the you know eighty dollar shirt. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. Like the, the the Peter Millar uh, hundred and fifty dollar. They don't set. sell those at Burlington Coat Factory. So no, no, they yeah. do not. They They're opening one of those by my house. Absolutely, I'm there. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to go yeah. and hang Ooh, out. Speaking sometime. of wardrobe we'll, we'll group on. choices, how about Stoops? The first time I've ever seen him in any official capacity, not in a suit or a UK polo, he's rocking his his bourbon swag. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, RD1? Yeah, it? I, uh, I, I dabble in the bourbon game, so I recognize that logo the moment he sat down. I know it's a pretty generic-looking yo- logo. It's not what he would normally wear at a press conference, black and yellow. But, uh, yeah, he's repping a little William Tar bourbon. It's just a little weird – that he's doing that in the stadium where we can't drink. I'm sure Mitch didn't love it. But mm. whatever, Stoops, you got your business, promote it. Yeah. KSR, who are we to not promote businesses? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in no way going to be critical of someone yeah. promoting their business. But, uh, when, you're the, when you have the most SEC wins in program history, right? Which you, you, you can get away with you that. You can do whatever you want to. Is that stuff good? It's got to be good stuff, right? It's pretty good. You've had it? Tried it. Tried it with the head man. Is it? Seven oh. year. Whoa. There's two. There's a seven year, and I think there's an 11 year. Is it a? Might have, might have had one. Is this a paid endorsement? Is, is this, this a the head man? Is you, this a? Uh, you have to say this is a non-paid endorsement. This is a non-paid endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, come on. Let's. Seriously. No free Sorry, out. sorry. Coach Stoops. Coach Stoops. Do, my bad. Do they, is it a hair on your chest kind of bourbon? Or is no, it, it's actually very smooth, but it's like 110 proof. So oh. it's. it's uh, Might as well put it's the hair smooth, on your chest. It's yeah. smooth, but it'll uh, get you going. I attended a bourbon tasting uh, before the game Saturday night, so I rewatched the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. want to hear about this. It, uh, you're, you don't take weekends off. 
No. And, but you did. I did. And it, in, not in like a Charles Walker, my fifth cousin's uh, neighbor got married. Right, right. I've got to travel to Bowling Green to watch uh, it happen. When, when Nick Roush takes off, something's going down. Yeah, it was uh, – the last time I took off for a U.K. football game, it was my 21st birthday. So, uh, this week I'm turning the big 3-0. And so, we celebrated. It was like a – I turned my high school reunion into my birthday party. <laughs> so I respect th- they had like, you know, a bunch of different uh, beer and wine and bourbon like stations. And you just try whatever you want. Uh, they had different foods. And so naturally I show up at, at gates open at four. I'm there at four. <laughs> and, <laughs> and first beer tent, it's like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll have two of these and then I'll have – Oh man, that's my favorite one. But wait, I gotta try this bourbon too. So it had it had a little bit of everything. It was a it was a grand grand time. Um, yeah, but I definitely had to because whew, you know the, the, on Sunday morning, like you said, you're like I don't I think I know what happened in the well, second quarter, but I should so, probably revisit it. And here's the thing too, I I went through all the normal UK football things. I'm you know I'm sending out some tweets here. I'm not checking up on things, and I'm locked in. The final, like, 10 minutes of the game, I had to – we had a, a bunch of people at an establishment. I left the party to go watch a TV by myself and, like, pace back and forth and, like, come on, get the start. You know, Josh Ali, what are you doing? You know, I, I did that whole ordeal. Um, but, you know, you know, the lights weren't all the way on. All the way on. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we got after it. We had a good time. Um, but all joking aside, like, I – man, I get the appeal of the, like, let's not work – the games like, like, <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun yeah. and when I the game was over with 3 30 because i so here's the thing too and this is no disrespect to all of you all out there who i'm sure had many opinions on the game but when in charles i'm sure you see some of it freddie and drew i know you all do too <laughs> but you get a lot of people who are very they have a lot of thoughts about the game <laughs> yeah. and usually in the heat of the moment they're telling you about how mad they are about certain things it was great to just like <laughs> Kentucky turned it over three times and they won. It's <laughs> hilarious. Like you shouldn't be able to do that. And they just did that. Like it's awesome. And you can get bogged down in the negativity at times. And I was just glad to be completely removed from it because I'm happy after wins. I'm tired of turnovers. The second, the this the, the Josh L V the second one. You're like, dude, you just did this on the same play. Like, come on. With the turnovers, I've found there's two groups, and I'm still in the middle. I haven't picked my side. I've drawn the line. I kind of have a foot in both right now. Sorry I'm being middleman. Yep. But there's one group that's, ugh, turnovers. This is going to cost this team. Yeah. How many? Nine? Minus nine right now? Yeah. Worse in the country? Yeah. Worse in the country. But then the other, the other side is like, yeah, when we fix those, look out. It's and I'm kind of walking back towards that side. The Do problem you want- is you can't fix it overnight. No. You can't fix it overnight. But, I mean, you're also – Knock on everything. Not going to do that every game, I would think. You want to hear Nick Roush's tweets from his drunken escapade? (laughs) Oh, there's some good ones in there. Cats by 90 million. Yep, yep. Uh, I want this smoke. (laughs) Run the damn ball. Yeah, there we go. That's that's a good one. South Carolina went tempo. I am shocked. Only the 11 people wearing UK uniforms. (laughs) (laughs) It was uh, the score – so far, these are all tweets he sent from the press box. Yeah. Sober yeah. on the on the clock. This is bad football. Yeah, no idea. My <laughs> blood pressure does not handle C. Rod carries well. Oh, well, I was. Uh, 
Don't. Oh, here, here. This I'm is the good one. This, this is I'm the one gonna I was finish off for. here. This is the one I was waiting for. I will be Carrington's Valentine. <laughs> that one was okay. good. That one was good. That's when you know they'd kicked in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was peak performance there. Oh man, God, I love that blood song. That was great. See, Drew, the reason why I am not completely following into the. I'm somebody, Freddie, I want to live in the now, and I want to enjoy the now. So, like, this is going to cost Kentucky X, Y, and Z. It should have cost him against South Carolina. A minus three turnover margin on the road in the SEC, it should cost you. So, if it hadn't happened yet, like, I, well, I'm, well, not, I'm not going to keep saying it should when it hasn't. Let's so. just be honest here. Yep. Let's put our honest hats on here. Yep. Florida's three times better than South Carolina. Kentucky Five times. has played – four different football games. It's looked like four teams against yeah. four opponents. Mm-hmm. I've not seen the same Kentucky team yet. Right? No, no. Kentucky has not played a complete game yet. Kentucky hasn't played its best football yet. So, I'm like you. I'm looking, okay, what What if, what if there are no turnovers? Mm-hmm. What if you get some deep shots and run game, run rushes for 250-plus? What if you, you, you hit a few shots with Wondell? On top of that, what if the tight ends get involved? What if that defense plays like it did in South Carolina? There's a lot of things to say that we've not – we don't know how good this Kentucky team is yet. I don't I don't know how good it is. Yeah. And, and we'll see Saturday because, I mean, is it as good as Florida? I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. It's been four completely different teams the first quarter of this season. But we all said we just need to get to 4-0 then let it happen. And that's what Kentucky's done. Found a way, a veteran team found a way – to overcome turnovers, and to be 4-0 going yeah. into the stretch. There's also a – Kentucky's going to face adversity, and it's going to come in different forms. They always have. They always will. This year's form, it is the turnover. Yeah. Um, other times, it's been quarterback play that's yeah. gotten away. Other times, it's penalties, a la Nick Haynes, you know, in that, that game in whatever year that was, 2017, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, th- it happens, but – since 2016, 18 times out of 25, it's gone Kentucky's way. And that's coaching. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's coaching. That record, that win-loss record is coaching. And this game up, coming up Saturday is going to be a close game. Yeah. F, four out of the eight times Stoops has played Florida, it's been a one-score game. That doesn't count the win at the Swamp that Devontae Robinson scored with no time on the clock to make it an 11-point win. And that also doesn't count a game last year. Yeah. We forget this. Kentucky was winning with a minute to go in the half. And then you punt it to Kadarius Tony, all hell breaks loose, and Kyle Pitts does his thing. But despite last year's shortcomings, that was actually a pretty close game. Kentucky and Florida, between the Dan, that Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham combo, Kentucky does – they get up for this game. They play well for it. They don't like them. I think if you surveyed the team, which team do you want to beat the most, <clears throat> this is probably first or second on everybody's list. Yeah. Right, you know, depending on where you're from, yeah. I think that kind of, you know, some might, like Charles would say Louisville, but, you know, for the most part, people hate. I agree. You know. And honestly, yeah, I guess I don't have a true answer to that question, but it's right there. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. It still probably is Louisville, but to your point, Florida's right there. And what's going to happen? 1A, 1B. This game's going to be close, and it's going to come down to some critical moments. And when the game came down to critical moments against South Carolina, Kentucky's defense stood up to the challenge. 
Uh, the big blue wall opened some holes for Chris Rodriguez and Cavasse Smoke. We got Luke Forner, SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week for the second time in a month. Isaiah Cummins opened some holes. Dude, that block yes, he did. was yeah. awesome. Kentucky has played solid situational football up until this point. Which has kind of honestly been – Stoops has been doing that for a while now. Mm-hmm. And fans call it the ugly win. Well – we're getting pretty good at the ugly win, mm-hmm. better than a pretty oh, loss. Yeah. I would take an ugly win over any loss. Yep. Yeah. And we're covering <laughs> uh, three and one this year. I want to. I want to bring up a conversation about <laughs> about balance and how that can be defined. Yep. I don't think balance is defined by a percentage run, percentage pass. That's a too simplistic way to look at the term balance in relation to college football. I see balance as. On, as offensively, looking at balance, if a team takes away something, then you're complimentary good enough to take advantage of what they're giving you. Yeah. So opponents have been playing that deep two safety, daring Kentucky, trying to just – wanting Will Levis to get bored and take a shot, wanting Cohen to get over-anxious and, and to try to go deep. And Kentucky ran the football mm-hmm. against, against South Carolina. Against, that's what you should do against that defensive uh, scheme yeah. that Carolina deployed on Saturday night. So, I think Kentucky I mean, is, is a balanced football team. Only threw for 102 yards. But when you rush for 230 in a game with, with – you know, you don't have a whole heck of a lot of plays in the mm-hmm. 60s. I think that's where you own time of possession, 35, 35 minutes of time of possession. You go on the road and win, that's what you do. Now, I will say this, and I listened to the, the show today, uh, Drew, a lot of people were talking about Will Levis needs to play better, do this, that, and <coughs> He completed 68% of his passes. That's pretty good. On the road yeah. in, that, in that environment. <coughs> I thought Will Levis played, oh, played good. Mm-hmm. I, running, I, I yeah, really like the running game, too, Five man. carries for 30 yards, yeah. I think, was, the, was what made Will Levis be okay to play good is those five carries for, five, for 30 yards. Kentucky averaged five and a half yards a carry. Yeah. And I like the the uh, distribution, too. I think it was Rodriguez had 24, Smoke had nine or ten, and then Levis had five. Yeah. You know, like that's a good – it's a good balance right there. Yeah, yeah and, and maybe it's my own expectations are lower, but I feel like Smoke has been a bigger contributor than I expected. I always – in the past, you know, he comes in, he might be a big play guy, but he's been a steady running back to where if you didn't even have Chris Rodriguez, I think you could trust Smoke. He's been really good this year as, as a number two, really even close to being right there with him. And I, I think Saturday kind of – okay, we, we you can give him some more rope. You know, you mm-hmm. can let him go with this. I like to – you know how you can tell Cohen's a good coordinator? Those first drives are just mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, he we scored three in a row. That's got to be the first. Th- sorry, scored three, three of the first. Is that th- scored on the first draft? Is it three games in a row? I think it's three. Yeah, had an interception against ULM, and then the three yeah. tip yeah. ball. Yeah. yeah, and really uh, a stat that I saw or I just made up. Uh, in my lifetime, <laughs> they have not scored on the first drive three times. I was going to say, when's the last time? Because <laughs> I feel like that's never happened. Yeah, I can with say with all due respect to you and your offense, you and your offense, certainty. <laughs> this has never happened. But uh, he clearly and, comes and, in with a great yeah. scripted plan. And they were all, and they're all, they've been done in different ways. Like Chattanooga, it was just like we're going to just do, we're going to pick our poison here. This one was we're going to be methodical about running the football, and we're going to attack you in different spots. I mean. When Isaiah Cummings comes into the game, if you're South Carolina, you think pass, pass, exactly. Pass. Instead, he ends up pulling down the line. You yep. run it back to the weak side. You know uh, the same thing with a couple of those 
I think it was like a jet sweep or two thrown in there. I just really, really love the first drives by Liam Cohen. So I, I've really been impressed with Cohen overall. Obviously, the Chattanooga game, not great, but I especially like his honesty. And I know this is more media nerd stuff, but like in press conferences, I just like listen to the guy. I mean, he seems very confident. First time having to answer questions like that. You know, has a bad game against Chattanooga. He raises his hands. That was my bad. We're not put on the players. I overlooked him. I feel like everything he's done from taking ownership when it hadn't gone exactly right and then just how it's looked, I've, I'm loving the Cohen experiment so For, far. From a football nerd's standpoint, Saturday is going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Brad White versus Dan mm-hmm. Mullen. Yep. And then Cohen versus Todd Grantham. Todd Grantham. That, that, that's Todd going to be fun Grantham. to watch. Well, let's get into Name it. Name we've Todd. seen many times. Third and Grantham Todd. is back. So here's Painting a, was a gift, Todd. <laughs> that reminds me of Beavis and Bud and Todd. <laughs> here's, here's the thing with that, the matchup between Todd and Liam, which neither name sound to scream offense and defensive coordinators. <laughs> not, not a big uh, football guy. So no, showed out no first name. not exactly <laughs> Franks and Jacks. <laughs> two very I mean? good coordinators, though. So here, here's my thing with, with how I see this, Freddie. When you're Todd Grantham, you, you blitz. That's what you do. Yes, you do. But here's the thing. With Will Levis, you, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm self-scouting UK, I'd say I dare Will Levis to throw it underneath and not take shots. Yeah. But when you, when you blitz, you open yourself up to shots. Yeah, you do. And Florida's going to man up, I mean, and, and bring the house. One thing about Florida is going to be a little bit different. A lot of teams have played nickel against Kentucky and dime. Florida, you'll see – quite frequently has both their outside linebackers in the game at the same time, and they're both on the line of scrimmage and they're coming. Th- Florida has three dudes at outside linebacker. I'm talking absolute dudes. Jeremiah Moon, uh, Cox, mm. and – They always have dudes. And uh, tag on, I just had it right in front of me. It's okay, the next dude up. Zachary Carter, all three dudes on the edge. So, that's going to be something Kentucky's going to answer for. But Kyrie Alexander, Kyrie Elam, the All-American corner, didn't play against Tennessee. A lot of players didn't play against Tennessee. I don't know if Mullen was holding them out for Kentucky, which is weird to say, but uh-huh. could be true. But Elam didn't play. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, yeah. wait, wait, wait. We live everybody, in a world where that's whoa, a sentence. <laughs> can we just everybody? I want you all to to take this <laughs> sentence, just chew on it a little bit, swallow it. Spit it out, throw it back in, and eat it again. And I really need your father to know the sentence too. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure he listens. Which because one? The the one where Florida sat some of their better players for the Tennessee game to get ready for the Kentucky game. Anthony Richardson was cleared before the Tennessee game, and he held him out for this game. We're just saying it's crazy to hear that with you know what we've grown up. Oh on. yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent cleared to play against Tennessee. They're like, we've got to hold him out for precautionary reasons to make sure he's good to play against Kentucky. Yeah. God, Tennessee, you are just hilarious. Oh, man, I love I, that so much. I didn't much. get to watch. Obviously, it was at the same time of ours, and I, I'm, I was pretty committed to ESPN, too. I wasn't doing a whole lot of back and forth. Tennessee did keep it close there for a while. Did any of you all tune in as to what touchdown what, play. Yeah, okay. I watched it. Yeah, okay. it was 17-14 for a while. Then. It was getting me pretty excited that the team I've watched a lot that sucks uh, was keeping it close to Florida. <laughs> now, obviously, it's separated. Yeah, yeah, it's separated towards the end. But Florida offensively uh, – uh, it's all about the quarterback, quarterback run. Florida's number yeah. one in the SEC, I think number two or three in the nation in rushing. A large part of that's got to do with the quarterback. 322 yards on the ground. Emory Jones uh, is a difference maker as a runner. Mm-hmm. And then you have Anthony Richardson, 
who's averaging 28 yards a carry. He's like 6'5", 250 He is, you know, a lot of people compare him to Lamar Jackson and what he can do. I don't – I think the he, fluidity is yeah, not there. He's I, also more physical. Richardson, Richardson is bigger and more physical. Yeah, he's um, – But he can go. He's like uh, – if, if Nick Fitzgerald was Bud Light, this guy's Bud Diesel. You but, know, like he's, he's – you know. But this is more of a Dan Mullen offense than what – Trask and Pitts and throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, a lot of quarterback runs, but but Florida one one of if not the best running team in the country. That, that's the thing that well, what worries me more with Richardson is it's not like you have this one. There's not one set quarterback. You got the two quarterback things. You're going to get power from one. You're going to get more kind of let's hit the edge on another. And then you also have the dynamic that Richardson is good enough to. Hit the edge, and also he's a competent enough passer where it's not like when Tebow came in that Chris Leak first year right. and every single time it was basically like playing Wildcat. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there, there is enough of a throwing threat with Richardson that you can't completely sell out to stop the run. Yeah. Um, but I will say, though, Freddie, if you're going to – I would much rather have I, – I think this style of play does suit Kentucky's defense a little bit better. Now, they aren't going to be as boring as South Carolina is when it comes to running the football. But on Saturday night, it was who's going to run the ball for more yards? Let's just yeah. let's have it run the damn ball off, and Kentucky won that. Yeah, yeah. Describing Florida, and this is a quick because we're summarizing here because of time. Defensively, they're long, they're pretty, and they're fast, and they're athletic. They're athletic as all get out. Offensively, it's heavy quarterback run, heavy, heavy quarterback run. I like how. How Mullen uses Gamble, the tight end, almost like a wing. He'll bring him to the play, away from the play, kind of playing tricks with those linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, just well coached. I mean, I, Dan Mullen is polarizing, but but I don't he know is, if polarizing is the word I yeah. use in my private life. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's a, he's a heck of a play caller. He is, but I really want to give him an L, especially <laughs> after. And Nick brought this to my attention. I I had no. Interest in watching a Dan Mullen press conference today, and he's like, "You just got to see how he enters his press conference." And he's just—he's really hard to like. He, Not even from a rivalry, Florida, and I know he was at Mississippi State. I feel like we've been playing this guy for thirty years, but there's a there's a level of arrogance there that you just want to beat him for that. It's unprecedented. Like the pompousness, <laughs> he makes arrogant people look humble. I mean, it's just. Oh God! I just can't stand this guy. I don't know if it's—is it just something with Florida's coaches? Like, is that like a prereq? I—I know a coach that is. Oh, Jim McElwain wasn't that bad. <laughs> Shark pick. <laughs> I know a coach that is coach under both Bobby Petrino and Dan Mullen, and he likes to joke that the only person worse than coaching for than Bobby Petrino is Dan Mullen. So. <laughs> I mean, that's wow. – That's did, saying something. What yeah. did that person do wrong in their life? To I, well, <laughs> exactly. That's that's the sick circle of hell. I think that's purgatory. Yeah. Goodness. I mean – That's awful. Wow. And, and the – just the the strut, uh, the I think I'm so cool kind of – like let me show up to media days in my shoes and mm-hmm. tell you how great I am. It just – it just there's so many things that hurt me. <laughs> Whenever he tried to like fight Derek Mason – Last year, what the hell was that, dude? That, it's Vanderbilt football. That would have been lopsided. I mean, Mason would have wore him oh out. God, he, oh was yeah. you at media days in y'all when Kyle Tucker went after him? Yeah, yeah. Man, you want to talk about a, a duo right there clashing? Whew. God, that was something else. 
Was it last year, I think Missouri, Dan Mullen, I mean, it, it might blow his mind, but on an oh, ESPN yeah. game, there are cameras everywhere. And we watched him start a fight, I think with Missouri. He was all in that it fight. It was Vandy. It was Vandy. I'm thinking of this as a separate event. I th- I'm thinking two oh, things. So they Regardless, maybe not. Fights. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Regardless, he was the clear instigator and in the middle of it. And afterward, the press conference could not have acted like, oh, I know. What are you talking about? I was just there to pull people apart. It's, it's uh, that and everything else. I, I want him to lose so bad. He, he showed up into a press conference wearing a star – or he, he dressed up as Darth Vader on Darth Halloween. Vader. Remember that? Yeah. He got asked the most soft toss softball question in the history of SEC media days. So what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Couldn't even answer that question. Like, dude, you, you're such a poser. Just you one. try <laughs> so hard. There's so many to choose from. You could say any. Just say, I'm an original Star yeah. Wars. You could have said anything. Uh, first trilogy. He, he could not have named one Star Wars movie, put him in a room, but he knows that it's, like, relatable to kids or something. He's going to do it. He just is the tryingest try hard who loves himself, me, myself, and I, and he has this inferiority complex, too, that if anything, if he thinks anything's unfair – then he's going to whine about it. Pack the swamp. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> they have more fans than Texas A&M. <laughs> Just, I cannot stand that guy. Cannot stand him. Urban Meyer coaching tree. Yep. A lot of unlikable people. I mean, just when you thought Steve Spurrier was it like at least Spurrier? I like Spurrier. Oh, I love Spurrier. I like Spur- Spurrier's too. I didn't like at least like a condescending arrogance that you got to respect. You know? Yeah, but he's almost old enough to do it to where you're like, yeah, he's just old. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. in, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> even in his younger days, though, you, it, like they were, he was quick-witted enough. Yeah, like, it was funny. It was clever. Yeah, like it was. Tell, he was almost trying to be funny. Oh, Dan Mullen's like Bryson showing up to uh, the match with like canned jokes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like no Dan, self-awareness. Dan Mullen has like a joke writer on staff like and he just like yeah not this one today you know i'm i can't i'm sorry i'm i got myself worked up for it we did well hopefully he'll find out who wando robinson is soon mm-hmm. which by the way that's just going to be every all over the locker room right uh yeah i, I vince marrow replied within like minutes go big blue, go big blue. <laughs> Wendell Robinson leads SEC in receiving yards. Yeah. Not bad, not bad for oh, a blocker. Oh, number one. Yeah, number one. Yeah. Preseason All-SEC. I, I feel like – I don't know. I'm not an SEC coach, and I read the preseason All-SEC list. I find it interesting. I feel like Dan Mullen probably read it at some point. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't read the <laughs> SEC magazines by the pool because it comes out right around vacation time. Yeah. See? You know? Yeah, he, uh, he's ahead of Traylon Burks in receiving yards, too. Yeah. That guy's – Pretty good at the, the football. He's good at the he, football He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Chris Rodriguez, pretty good running back, right? Yeah, see, I, something fun to watch Saturday. Chris Rodriguez, Jr. leads the SEC in long scrim, run plays. Also in running plays. And just, run, it, and 100 num- more yards than any other SEC running back. Number two is Emory Jones from Florida. Can we put Wandale in 22 so after the game – Mullen still doesn't know who he is after he puts up like 250 oh, yards. That would be good. Put him in 65. 65, yeah. Or 65, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever happens, he gave, even if it's unfair, because he did go, oh, number one, yeah, good player, whatever. He he gave bulletin board to mate, bulletin board material to a team who loves bulletin board material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Th- this game is, is in Stoops' wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. 
He, he doesn't like to be favored. I don't care if it's Chattanooga <laughs> or ULM. You know, he, he loves – Kentucky as a program, this game fits. Mm-hmm. You're underdogs, you're at home. I like it. I like I like the fit. Really like the six o'clock kickoff too because yes, I do too. It, you get the first half entirely in like the sun dusk twilight. Yeah, and then you're not up till like Charles. You would be you know when you're going home from your wedding. You know it's on an hour and a half drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know like you're gonna get home at a respectable hour, probably before midnight. Which are, you, are you I'm, going this I'm, weekend? I'm, I'm yeah. I'm sleeping out at Kroger Field. Cash's <laughs> oh. bus. I will. I already I talked actually, to Cash. I'm thinking about going to Cash's bus Friday night. Let's Cash's bus said he's looking for a CBI insurance sponsorship. I said, well, I better get that freaking playing playing with you deal. I don't know about all this. Bash Pro Shop's probably on that thing. Oh, little yeah. CBI didn't have that same marketing budget, all right? The outdoor uh, channel. I'll be on there. That one. I'll be there. First game this year? Let's. Uh, no comment. <laughs> That's no all comment. right. You've been resting up for this one. Yeah. Hey, the rest of us. Like, I told you all. I'm already worn down. First podcast, we'd be undefeated against Florida. But there, do we want him what. to go to this game? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wow, you are going to have – not that they'll lose, but if they do, nah, we ain't losing. all fingers are going right here. What if this is the game that Kentucky finally catches all of its punts? Could be. Wow. Clean up the turnovers, clean up the punts. I'm, I'll see I'm all saying, the playoffs. I'm saying we win by – Game-winning field goal, the spicy Italian meatball. Which, hey. Yeah, I'm going to stand up. You all can't see me. I'm standing up right now. Standing up. Standing ovation. Man, this is just <laughs> the meatball, man. He is just. He's money. Money. Gosh, money. Absolute money. money. We need to give him a nickname besides the meatball thing. Yeah. Why don't you like the meatball? Call him Hulk. Did you all? Well, how about how about you just said it? Where does that come from? Money, the Matt Ruffalo. Thing. I mean, let's just call him money. Did you make up the meatball thing? I, either me or McGinnis did. I really don't even remember. Too many hits from Josh Allen. How? Well, whatever. If we're glad to have him. Yeah. Did you all see the the gif that they that UK did posted uh, after after Ruffalo made one of the big field goals? It's just a big meatball. It was no. It was like oh, a preseason awesome. like photo shoot thing, and they have him like you know act like he's kicking. He. He does a kind of a golf shot where he's got his hands over his eyes looking, and then it's good. It's very oh, animated. Really? Very, what about, very what funny about stuff. Stoops with the kicking motion. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that leg didn't get up very high. Oh man, motion. he he reminds me of uh, an, a a baseball coach or a baseball manager going out to kick dirt on the umpire's <laughs> shoes. Which that is that's my favorite of all of the like things in a baseball when they when they cap them. And then they give them the – they kick dirt on their shoes. You might as well have spit in their face and talked about their mother. I mean, that is the most disrespectful thing. I will say in that particular moment in the South Carolina game, I was glad to see that that kicking sign that he gave because I I like to gamble sometimes. Sometimes on fourth, I'm like, let's roll the dice. But I'm so glad they kicked that one when you do have a money Matt Ruffalo back there to extend that lead to two possessions. I I worry that Stoops – there's been times, obviously, we've wanted him to go for it, and he didn't. I thought maybe he's going to think this is his moment, and I, I don't know what you all thought. I did not yeah, want to see it there. I didn't either. I thought, I thought it was a great call. I mean, you've got to take the points in a game like this. And it's easy to say now, but we all know we've got one yeah. of the best kickers in the country, so just let's extend yeah. this thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Carolina didn't with one of the best kickers in the country. Yeah. And we're he talking got, about how long the beamer is. Thing. He kicked a freaking bob. <clears throat> yeah. 54 yards. Yeah. Like, no, he's good. This guy ain't he's going really in. good. Yeah. By yeah. your boy Justin Tucker. Yeah. We, I mean, 
That was insane. Can you I don't imagine? Want to talk NFL today. Can you imagine being a Detroit Lions fan? I am a Detroit Lions fan. Well, a long even after su- they cut me. a long wow. well, they got Stenberg there. Detroit Lions fan. True. No, like oh, like, like imagine living through Barry Sanders, watching him waste away, watching Calvin Johnson waste away. I think they've only been to one playoff game in forty years. Here's a question: Oh, Matt Stafford's about to win a Super Bowl. Do you all know any <laughs> Detroit Lions fans? One of them. I just I know. Sure. one. You just said well, it. Well, yeah. But uh, I'm not only a fan of Logan Stenberg. I could care less about the Lions. Mike Rutherford does a radio show on my station. He's the only. Is he f- from Detroit? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what his connection is. Maybe he just hates himself. That's like the only explanation. Like how? I got a buddy whose dad lives in Detroit, so he's a Lions fan. Oh, it's just. I mean, the people in the stands that like they're they're having know. the reaction videos, because there's a moment where they think that like. Because I, I don't know about you all, but I, I, you can't really tell right away if it's going to bounce forward or backwards. Oh, yeah. You, you couldn't tell from the TV angle. It, look, it looked like it went straight up. And just the, oh, <laughs> whenever it bounced back. For a game I have no emotion in. I had no money on it. I do not care who wins between the Lions and Ravens. I was hands on the knees in front of the TV, yeah. standing up excited for that kick. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, They're my Steelers impressive. didn't look too good. Dude, at the all. Steelers stink. Yeah, I'm no. so I, I I apologize to Jeff Drummond today because ever since I hopped on the bandwagon, they stink. Yeah, Big Ben, Freddie, I think you're more mobile than that old fart. <laughs> it's 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 time. That play where he yeah. falls down, did you see just throwing the team pass? Yeah. It's like a toddler learning how to walk. Did yeah. you see that? Oh, speaking of, did you all see the Jameis touchdown? Where he just threw that thing up. <laughs> he is getting – he is mid-tackled, and it's a touchdown. I don't – I don't – Yeah. What just a hilarious – they could have I saw last that. year, but they should have uh, benched Drew Brees. I saw that. One of my buddies was like, man, look at that. That's an elite pass. I said, that is the luckiest <laughs> pass I've ever seen. Hey, that's, that's Did he look his fingers doing the, the, <laughs> the celebration? We they have to say it. that Drew is in a Dallas Cowboys shirt. Oh, yeah. We are. Oh, yeah. yeah, he is. Now, now let's note the era yes. of this shirt. The, this is when I was a Cowboys fan. We got a little Aikman, uh, Aikman, Irvin Smith. That guy in the middle is one of the nicest human beings you could ever meet. That guy on the left is one of the nicest human beings you can ever meet. I met him. I met him. I met Michael Irvin. Really? He kissed my forehead. Oh, was you? We bonded over '88. Were you at Fort Lauderdale? Yep. Down at the Ocean Sky, Ocean Uh, Manor, Ocean Manor, Ocean by the Sea. He kissed your forehead. We we just Uh skipped over that. Why did he kiss? And he has the biggest because we were bonding. So here's (laughs) I I bond with people. I don't necessarily. I love you, Chuck, but I wouldn't kiss your forehead. Well, I feel like we bond every Monday for five to six, and then put on the internet. We don't kiss each other on the forehead. Hands were like three times the size of mine. Andy. Murray hands. Andy Murray hands. Remember shaking it going, what? What's going on? <laughs> so here's the thing about Michael Irvin. He owns a – or he might he might even own an entire floor, but there's a place that a lot of U.K. students spring break at. And it's a hotel, but different people own rooms. It's called the Ocean different Manor. Condos. It's, it's the Ocean that? Manor. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And yeah. that's where a lot of us spring break, and he – He's on his spring break too when he's down there. Let's just say that. And uh, Mr. Irvin, you'll you'll run into him, and he he will have a great time with you. He will. No questions asked. Just may, maybe not. Don't ask for pictures. You know. Yep. You know. But I have hang one. out. Oh, you did get one. We, Good. We threw up the eighty-eight. Oh, nice. Lo- love that. Uh, Why do we? Uh, obviously, we like him at Smith. But you said he's very nice. Very. But very be nice. careful. It's Florida guy. It's Florida week. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. We See? don't like him this week though. No, we don't. We can be mean to him. We this don't. Week. We don't like him. But yeah, very nice guy. Very good football player. Yeah, he beat he beat us in Gainesville. Oh, Only yeah, thing that Florida had, they had they had nothing else but Emmett, and he beat us. 
You know what I would love to see happen this weekend besides a Kentucky victory over Florida? What's that? Sam Pittman beat Georgia. I, that would make I, me – Is Arkansas good? I mean, they sure I mean, A&M's good. been disappointing a little bit really every week. But that's still a big win. What's he say after a win? Turn up, turn up the jukebox? Uh, I, I know uh, he does his yes, sir thing too. No, it's turn up at – Turn up at music. Something or, like that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I I like me some Arkansas. I, I like him. I, I like mean, some I, Sam I like Pittman. Him. He's got the culture. You know, he 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 fits. He's he a is culture Arkansas. Fit. He is Arkansas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see them put it on A and M after that, the way that series has gone, just totally against them for how long now? You know, like they, Arkansas won the Texas State Championship. Yeah, <laughs> they really. I think did. they call that the Texas two step. It's when you beat A and M and Texas, and Arkansas and, did it. And he says, "Turn up that damn jukebox." That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Man, uh, that ahead. sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Well, earlier we talked about the arrogance of Dan Mullen, a little bit of a pretty boy. He loves Dan Mullen. I get complete opposite vibes yes. from Pittman. He <laughs> well, just wants a tackle for a loss, and well, that's all he needs. Have you seen Marty McGee's interview with him during uh, media days? I love Marty McGee, but there is a that. picture of yes. Sam Pittman. This Charles, is great. Yeah. At his spring game. <laughs> At, Pitts, college, at, at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh State, State, which is – it's Pittsburgh State. That's yeah. all I, – I didn't know you could get more blue-collar than regular Pittsburgh. You just add a state to it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it's in Kansas or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pittsburgh he, – he is a senior in his spring game, Charles. <laughs> He's in full uniform, and there's, he has a, a Coors Light. Sitting, oh, he was wow. drinking a Coors Light. During the, during the spring game. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I – I was hurt. I knew I was going to get out there, so I just brought some cooler beer on the sideline and had myself a day. I, and there's the thing Smart too man. is I here like, it is. I pulled it up. I, I want to really like like Arkansas fans are fun. They're not too threatening. They get a little raucous, you know. They get a little chirpy during basketball. Oh but, man! But that's a Fayetteville is a real pretty place. <laughs> so I'm happy to see them have some success. That's and, awesome. And it would be really nice. I know. I know we make a big deal about Saban coaches not beating Saban. It would be great to see one of Kirby's coaches beat Kirby, especially this year where they look really good. Mm-hmm. Like, that Brock Bauer guy, which that should be a last name. Like, it's like, – that looks like one name, mm-hmm. but it's just his first and – George is pretty good. How mm-hmm. was the uh, pregame show? For what? Georgia? This, this last weekend. Vanderbilt? Georgia no, had 35 the SEC, points in the, the first. pregame show. Oh, SEC oh. Nation. Oh. Um, I can't I watch it. Yeah. Di- I don't want to disrespect SEC Network. Love all of them. I don't when you've got it. game day on, why are you going to watch? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. You just can't beat game day doing now, the same format. It has been good before. It, like they did. it has been good before. They used to have Swagoo. That was real. Yeah. He, I loved him. Yeah. Well, he, was, he was SEC more so than Aaron Rodgers' brother and Tebow's a little much. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, it's not bad. It's just there's it's a, just, there's a better product on at the exact same time. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, Lee Corso has no idea where he is. I mean, can we all agree on that? I'm he a little surprised they brought him back. No this year. idea. But I love how how Curb Street and those guys take care of him. <sighs> yeah. That's oh, yeah. sweet to me. And right when he'll start stuttering, like you said, they'll, they'll, take, they'll yeah. jump in real quick yeah. and help, help say, you get through. Throw life, and right. I've texted Drew Franklin several times. When I get that way, please. Okay. Same here. Help me out. Um. Freddie, how much money would it cost for you to go to Nashville this weekend to watch the Connecticut football team play the Vanderbilt Commodores? More than I have in my pocket, $7. Okay. It would take, honest to goodness, 
I mean, a million – like – For me to go – first of all, who are they playing, UMass or UConn? UConn. How bad is UConn, a 14-point underdog to Vanderbilt? UConn. How deflated can you be? For me to go down there, honest to God, to dedicate a Saturday to go to that place I hate – to watch two worst football teams in the history of football teams, I would go for no less than $25,000. What time is the game? It is a 7.30 p.m. Oh, kick man. under the lights. <laughs> <laughs> I upped that to 50. You can't got to miss this game, too. That's where 50, I was going. 50,000. If it was a noon game, I'd say for 10, I'd do it. I drive, watch it. Hey, you, right UConn here. covered against Wyoming. Okay, this is a huge upset. Them covering the spread, they're so bad. I mean, there will be, in, honest to God, five thousand people there. When I saw that Georgia yeah. had scored thirty-five points in a quarter, I, like I was like, wait, no, I, I was, I, I thought I was looking at the scores wrong. I thought it was like second half or something. They had thirty-five points in the time it takes you to go to the bathroom. How many it. people will be there? Honestly, Drew. I mean, people butts in the seats. Well, Vandy never brings anyone. It's all about the opposing team, and I can't imagine UConn's going to get in. Is Blue going to get in? I would think that there would be 1,100 people at this game, and it's mostly Vandy family, right? Yeah, the thing is, and this is the same with my beloved Titans, so many teams circle Nashville games on the schedule as just a trip. So but, I don't know if yeah. UConn has a big fan That's what base. I was say, but who are the? Who I know are, I don't know if there's. I don't know if they he, exist. But normally, normally, I didn't matter what team oh. you are, where you are. If you're playing Vanderbilt or the Titans, you kind of circle that one as a getaway because Nashville's a good city. Speak, I don't know that UConn has the people to do it. Speaking of Drew, if I knew the president of Kingdom, which I do not, uh-huh. I would get on the phone with him or her today and say, not this Saturday, but the next. Whatever your order for beer for that day, Double it. quadrupled it. Because how many times have we heard LSU drink a stadium dry? Yep. And now they're it's, going to Keeneland and then to Kroger Field. I think that's great. I love the LSU fan base. They're, yep. they're nice mm-hmm. folks. When and it's going to be fun. When we beat LSU in 2007, they were number one in the country. I mean, that was devastating to their fans. Walk out of the stadium, they're still tailgating. They couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. They were so excited for Kentucky fans. They just wanted to keep drinking and see Lexington <laughs> for that reason. I, I mean, that was a devastating loss to yeah. the season. I mean, it ended up working out in the end. Yeah. But they should have been crushed, throwing things down, going back to the hotel, sleeping. No, oh. they were happy for Kentucky yeah. and just wanted to have a good time. Yeah. So I expect that in two weeks, That's especially a fun when you add Keeneland. Yeah. Reminded, there was a while when Georgia would come to town during Keeneland. Yep. And their fans would park RVs out there, be at Keeneland all day. You'd go to Keeneland on a Saturday, be red everywhere, yeah. dogs gear. Those fan bases just like coming up here, and, and they're having such a good time. They're all nice. Sundress season, it's finally upon us. Man, well, I'm we call it sunglasses season. Sun, uh, yeah, <laughs> both will be worn. I can guarantee you that. I know that there will be a lot of blue and white worn this Saturday when Kentucky hosts Florida. Cats haven't defeated Florida. Was it, was Evan Smith there in '86? Yes. Was no, it? no. He's my age. No. Mark, he got there the next year. Higgy Smalls was there, though. Got, I believe, the only touchdown of the day. Paintsville's Tony Mays had a strip fumble recovery against uh, Kerwin Bell from Florida, and Kentucky won. And I thought Tony Mays was Somerset. Tony Mays is from Paintsville. Because from Paintsville, you have Tony Mays, Joey Couch, Cash Daniel. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Sorry, got my got my small towns yeah. confused. But it's going to be a big one. I I feel like we've done this this buildup for the Florida game. But I, I think the good thing is, is it's not on a pedestal quite like 
where it's this unobtainable. Like, it doesn't feel as desperate as some other Florida game. I, I don't know. Is that just me? Or? Well, it feels – I think I've, I know what you're saying. It feels like this is – since the schedule came out, we just wanted to get to this weekend at 4-0. And not that you overlook those games. But now we're here, and it's almost like we don't know what to do. We're so excited. Like, the whole season from this point, now that you've gotten the two where you're yeah, kind of coin yeah. flips, they're out of the way, you got what you need to do. This determines the tra- trajectory of the season, really. As me, the fan, it's almost like we're playing with house money now a little bit. Uh, yeah. I was worried about South Carolina for a lot of reasons, and justifiably so. That was that, – that game, you know, I paced the floor, my hole in the floor. You told me Saturday you're going to have a hard time even watching. Yeah, you so I did. I, several times during the game I went to my bathroom, turned the lights off, and just stood there not with my phone. <laughs> I didn't want to know. I wanted to walk out and be pleasantly surprised, which I was. But but now I'm like, you know, this like, what's, what we got to lose? Yeah. Throw everything out there and just let's see. Let's see who's better. And I don't know how good this Kentucky team can be. And what's nice, too, is that, like you said, Stoops likes this spot. Yeah, loves Being it. Being the underdog, like, this is where we're comfortable. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's so where we want to be. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. There, there's a there, – there still is the taste in your mouth that, Freddie, we've seen four different teams, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Can we take all of the best parts and just smush them up into a ball and then throw it right at Dan Mullen's forehead? If, if that happens, can. Kentucky wins the football game. I agree. Because you've had games where you've ran the ball effectively. You've had games where you've passed the ball effectively. You've never really hit either on all cylinders. Do that. Come up big on third downs. Maybe force a turnover or two defensively. At least get that margin. You can even get away with turning over once or twice if you can force some on the other end and kind of equalize things, this needs to be the great equalizing Saturday. Put it all together for a big win against the Florida's Gators. not great turnover margin either. Uh, well, kind of live. Yeah, I mean, don't they try to man up and then blitz? Man them? up, so blitz. It kind of makes sense that they would. It's going to be a lot of hit and miss. There are going to be tackles for loss. There are going to be yeah. quarterback sacks. That's what Florida does good. But you have to make you have to beat them out of that man cover, that press man coverage. And I think a lot of it is is let's see another coaching debut like we just saw last week where we outcoached them. Yeah. Mm. You also got to think Florida's run out of ways to cheat. I mean, they've, yeah, already, done, they've already done the play clock thing. Can't run that back. You got eyeballs on that. The Penalty. holding call that wipes off a field goal. They do the sneak and man over the field. I feel like Kentucky's done putting 10 people on the field. Yep. Gotten past that. What, what's Florida going to do next? Cut well, the power of the stadium? They tried to do the clock thing against Alabama. It didn't work this year. Yeah. They, they've exhausted all efforts. Now it's time for Kentucky to put it together, and Florida, you're out of excuses. That lucky horseshoe, it's unlucky starting Saturday. Yeah. Kick it, Dan. Gosh, I hate that guy. Don't get worked up again. Nope, I'm not going to get all myself okay. get worked up again. We do need to get out of here, though. Uh, but we appreciate Justice Dental for helping you bring this podcast to wherever you're listening. Uh, we couldn't do this podcast without our good friends from Justice Dental. And Chuck... You're on the clock, buddy. Your reputation's on the line this Saturday. Oh. We're going to be 1-0 when Chuck Walker's in at Kroger Field this year, starting this weekend. Man, I'm excited. And you didn't even mention that you finally beat that one team. The Shamrocks. I was was waiting for you to bring that up. Hey. Hey, guess what? I was at that game, and we won. So, there you go. I'm 1-0. 1-0. 2 I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know either. Well, no, I was at Georgia Clemson. 
When he steps My in those doors on Saturday, walks to that concourse, and gets in his seat, he's going to have popcorn. He'll probably sneak something in. He'll probably. be sitting there. He'll be dialed in. And then UK's punt returners will just feel that greatness in the building, and they yeah, will know. Absolutely. I have to I might catch this. The pads on. I, I have might, to catch this ball and not let it roll to the two. Folks. And everything will be uphill from there. When you see Charles, just give him a good wave. Chuck, when we got up, when, when that other team lines up to punt the ball, I need some waves from the crowd. Can okay. Do that. Let's get. We got to get those good vibes out, and you wave them out of your system, and you wave them onto the football field. I'm gonna Michael Irvin kiss you on the forehead. When <laughs> I haven't, win. I haven't practiced <laughs> the fair catch in a while. Well, Rusty. Speaking well, of Clemson, get beat. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they're bad. We don't have to hear <laughs> little old Clemson from Dabo this playoff season. Oh, poor us. Me, me, me. <laughs> that video of him running is giving some great comments, though. I love it. Man, I'm excited for this weekend. Kentucky, Florida, six o'clock. Kroger Field, it's going to be absolutely electric. If you aren't going to be there, what's your excuse? It's going to be an outstanding time. We can't wait for it any longer. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you after the Cats beat the Gators next week right here on the KSR Football Podcast. And peep the technique.